from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hair sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Alright everybody, welcome to the Hidden Zoo. Oops, hold on. I have those I have those in a playlist and you know sometimes I forget to hit the stop button anyway welcome to the hidden zoo where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist my name is don and with me as always is blake we're rolling so don said stop being racist (laughs) that is true in between we were doing some off-color jokes about don encountering a mega fella at a fox preserve a mega do you say a maggot fella mega 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 how do you pronounce maga Maga, Maga. He's a Maga. <laughs> but yeah, he was a big idiot. And then there was a Muslim woman, and I was kind of worried the big idiot would try to start some shit. But luckily, he didn't. So fortunately, Don did not have to pull out his nunchaku. No, I didn't. Settle things. I carry him in my back pocket at all times, just in case. So, really? and also, once again, uh, Ibe is here. Hello. Hi, Ibe. Yeah. And this week, Ibe has a, he has a cryptid for us. Okay. And this one comes with some sound files. Yes. So let me know when you want me to play those. I have them queued up. Okay. Um, my cryptid is the Bunyip, which is a South Australian animal of some sort. I, I love how you can tell it's Australian just the second you hear the name. Oh, yeah. The their their animals. Um, the bunyip, depending on who you ask, has portions of every animal they can imagine. <laughs> um, I've looked up like a dozen pictures, and all of them are different. Like sometimes it looks like a scaly walrus, and sometimes it looks like a hairy hippopotamus. <laughs> it's just it's weird. They just. Whatever they come up with after drinking entirely too many cans of Fosters and doing their Australian ex-convict shit. So, they, um, the Bunyip is native to uh, New Queensland, New South Wales, Australia. It is a type of lake monster, which is generally accepted to be a mammal. That, it, is, that I think that's the only mammal lake monster. Usually lake monsters are plesiosaurs. Yeah. This one is a combination, usually described and originally described as a combination between a bird and an alligator. Oh, but so totally, uh, totally. Yeah, definitely two mammals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if a bird fucked uh, an ancient uh, an ancient reptile? Oh, you know, mammal. Yeah. Uh, it It's the size of a full-grown cow. Okay. With a head that resembles an emu, covered with a long bill, and the bill is uh, hard and serrated. It's a serrated teeth, 
So when does it wait? When does it become a scaly hippopotamus? Well, just different people describe <laughs> it differently, but they all agree it's the same animal. But no one can agree what it looks like. So whatever weird shit you see in the bush in the outback, it's a bunyip. Bunyip. It couldn't um, have just been. It couldn't have just been an emu. No, because it has body and legs like an alligator. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And in the water, it swims like a frog, but <laughs> right on land, and uh, gobbles up children and livestock. I'm really confused because alligators' legs aren't long enough to swim like frogs. Well. The bunyip says. Huh. What? Oh, sorry. I was just, wait, that's, I have some biological knowledge on this. Go. The alligators swim using their tail, not their feet. Oh, yeah. But frogs swim with their feet. They do. So it can't swim like, if it, if it has the body of an alligator, it literally cannot swim like a frog. This is ridiculous. I, what bullshit have you brought? I frog. brought bunyip. Yes, we know. It's a continent full of convicts. And drunks. What do you expect? Well, I'll ask our act, our, our principal actor on Monday. He's from Southern Australia. I'll ask him. Oh, he can tell you perhaps about the bunyip, and you can report back to us. Yep, look like he's not telling gullible people on our crew about the drop bear because <laughs> he totally was doing that like two weeks ago. How does that still fucking work? And I was, I, oh, I should probably qualify. Uh, clarify with him that i knew he was fucking with people because i was piling on <laughs> and i hope he doesn't think i'm a dumbass because i was going oh really wow that's so interesting yeah it totally does fall from the trees right on top of you and it drags you into a bunyip's mouth do that it's like a mean koala <laughs> and I, I forgot to i forgot to later on to, to clarify with him that i know he's fucking with people <laughs> So he probably just thinks you're just batshit insane. <laughs> or he, well, he can't possibly believe it. He's from Australia, but I hope not. I hope our cool actor isn't a dumbass. <laughs> I figure. I figure the bunyip is is one of the many many things that Aboriginal people just told white people well, that they well, believed it. It was originally reported by a white person. Of course, it was. Uh, it might be one of those that's kind of prevalent in native cultures into which the real animals and the mythology animals aren't really separate. Yeah. They don't make a distinct separation, which is kind of a problem with Native American stuff. When they, they cite, like, oh, this tribe saw, you know, has this in their legends. Like, yeah, but they don't really make a distinction between the fun made up stuff and the real stuff. But then white people do. And then white people's fail to understand anything but white people stuff. And white people, people stuff is like, Oh, well they can't possibly have made up fiction. <laughs> They're too stupid to have made up a thing. No one could have possibly come up with an astronaut a thousand years ago. Imaginations. No, yeah, they didn't imagine shit back then. Only white people have imaginations. They could only have seen real aliens. They could not have come up with that on their own. They could only have drawn a thing that looks vaguely humanoid that we assume is an alien. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the bunyip was originally reported to non-Aborigine people by William Buckley. William, uh, William F. Buckley? 
just William Buckley. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't fucking know. Like, no, I'm the, like, because I, I, I like this. I like the idea that, like, the, the, the founder of National Review went to Australia and saw an alligator with an emu's head. So anyway, he, in the uh, 1800s, early 1800s, he was an English convict who was transported to Australia because that's what they did with their convict. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was sent to um, start a penal colony at Port Phillip in Australia. You said penal. I did say penal. That's true because that's what they're called. Penal. Penal colony. Uh, the colony for penis. They had some problems. They decided they were going to move the colony to Tasmania. And he just said, fuck that noise and left. <laughs> he just ran away. He just left the penal colony. He's left the penal colony. He said, fuck it. And he could do that back then. What's he going to do? Get back to England? That's well, true. The thing is, he escaped into the Australian wilderness, which is almost certain death. Because everything's trying to kill you. Yeah, the drop bears especially. Yeah, he, he managed to drive the drop bears, and they just assumed he was dead. He lived with the Aborigines for 32 years. Shit. And actually ended up on accident becoming one of the first anthropologists. So he's like dances with wolves. Yeah. Um, he hears 32 years later that there are white people... At the the uh, Port Phillip um, docks, who just showed up, he goes to Port Phillip and just kind of shows up and says, "Hi, I'm William Buckley." Wait, no, no, he says, "Good day, good day." I'm William Buckley. Buckler, I can't really do an Australian accent. Yeah, so he shows back up, lies about his identity initially, but then admits that he's William Buckley. And because of his immense knowledge of the Aboriginal people, they just decide, well, fuck it, we're going to, they pardoned his crimes, (laughs) and now he's an anthropologist. Yeah, I think that same thing is what happened to Joe Arpaio. During, in, he wrote an autobiography in which he described the first written account of the Bunyip. The first one I can find. He said that it shared characteristics of an alligator and a bird. Right. And a head resembling an emu with a long bill. Okay. With serrated ends on both sides. Body and legs like an alligator. Though he admitted he only ever saw the back of it. <laughs> and it had it had gray feathers on the back of it. This is okay. So this is like a dude in a bar who's like, "Oh man, look at the ass on that thing. That thing, oh, it's fucking hot as fuck." And then they walks out and he's like, "Did you see the chick with those fucking with that with the tight black jeans on?" And everyone's like, "No, that was a dude." Like, oh, "No, yeah. man, no, I saw the ass. That was a sweet ass." I'm like, "No, you didn't see the front like, of it." It is on that one. Yeah, that was a that was a, that was a man. If you had only seen the front, you would have known what it was. That was probably he was still English. He wasn't Australian yet. That's true, but the British accent four hundred years ago is probably different from what it is now. Neither of which I can probably do. So, so anyway, so William Buckley was the first to report it. Ever since then, there have been reports of 
um, people in Australia seeing the bunyip, hearing the bunyip. Um, it's reported that you can tell a bunyip is around because of its yell, which is so loud that it's knocked bottles off the wall in, bo- in local bars. Oh, my God. What else could possibly do that? Uh, Fucking. Yep. And it makes a very distinctive sound. And I actually have recordings of people who were mimicking the bunyip scream. Okay, you want me to play the first one? No. No? Yes. Yes? Yes. Play it. Play it. Okay. Oh! Oh! <laughs> what the bunyip sounds like. The bunyip sounds oh, like a Minnesotan oh. having an orgasm. Oh. oh! Oh! Oh, sorry, I knocked the bottles off the wall that time, Marge. Sorry, sorry, Australia, I just knock over all your bottles, eh? Okay, here's the second one you sent me. I love that. I want to play it again. Canadian orgasm. I love it. The bunyip is actually Canadians going to Australia and fucking in the woods. It is it is not it is impossible for this noise. To ever be loud enough to knock anything off of anything. Oh. Oh. Leafs win. This makes me think that we should we should track down more sounds of idiot Americans trying to sound like Bigfoot. But they will not be nearly as charming as either of these. No. These are just, they're so adorable. It's so popular in Australia, apparently. It has been on four different Australian postage stamps. Thank you, Don. That was my astonishment that it's been on four stamps. We haven't had a single cryptid stamp in this dumbass country. Yeah. Australia does not give fucks. They have no fucks to give. Australia. Have you met these people? No. Well, I mean, I met, I did meet a foreign, uh, an Australian student when I was in anthropology, and she was dumb as a brick. Does that count? I don't know. It's weird. Like every Australian I've met over over here has been a geologist. Yeah, no this this bitch was just like, oh, I didn't do my part of the project because I was just like so high. I just like smoked so much weed. I just like forgot. That was that was that's the Australian person I've met. They probably have shit weed in Australia. They got to come here. Yeah, probably. Not a lot of, not a lot of like fertile land out there. Anyway, of the four stamps, I think my favorite is the one I actually sent to both of you. Okay, let's see this chat. If you pull it up. So this bunyip is wearing overalls. Yes. It appears to be an overweight opossum. Wait, no, this is Australia. It's a possum. No, it is an opossum. No, it is a possum. It does not look like a possum. But it is Australia, therefore it is a possum. No. Okay. It is an opossum. It looks like an opossum (laughs) with a a chicken's head. Yeah, he's got a waddle. 
So this is the Beatrix Potter version. <laughs> yeah. Holding a mirror in his foot. He knows Mr. Toad. He's getting ready to go out. They're going <laughs> to ride in his cool motor car and get into some shit. Yeah, wearing overalls and asking himself, what am I? Yes, everyone does all the time. You know, I don't think it's being philosophical, though. It's, I'm pretty sure it's being quite literal. Yeah, he just wants to know what the fuck it is. Cause... He's got an otter's tail. He only has three toes. Yeah, he's like a Simpsons character. This thing is grotesque, but at least at least he has a decency to wear pants. Like, Donald Duck doesn't, but this guy yeah. does. That's true. Fortunately, Donald Duck's genitals are internal, so... But until he shoots them out like a shotgun. Yeah, but he doesn't do that in the cartoons, obviously. Well, thank God for that. That would be free. And you're watching. But now you know why he doesn't wear pants, because he's got to be ready to throw down at any time. He does not have time to take pants off. Donald Duck... Yes. Man, I want this postage stamp. I don't collect stamps, but I want like five of these. The Bunyip of Berkeley's Creek. (laughs) Berkeley. Our Australian actor say, hey man, what's the deal with this Bunyip? And you'd be like, oh, well, it's like, it's, it's like uh, an alligator, but it's also got like an emu's head, but it's also a mammal, and it's got a tail like a roo. And then I would say, I said Australian. And I, and I would say, that's the best I can do. i say, oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking bone yip, and he'll call you a fucking cunt in a heartbeat. <laughs> but- I'm looking at some other stamps of the bone yip. One of them... One of them looks like, uh, oh shit, it's like a like a frog fairy with three dildos on its head. Yeah, that's I weird. I don't know what this dude sounds like because he only uses his American accent because he's trying to keep it keep it in character the whole time. All right, I'm gonna send you guys this picture I found with all four of them for a while. Because there's the one with the dildo head, and then there's one that looks like Satan, but like a really poor. Satan, like somebody got drunk and, and tried to draw Satan badly. And then there's our friend with the mirror. And then there's one that just looks like a giant ground sloth with scales. I like the one that's eating the guy. Have you seen that one? No. The Wikipedia page one where it looks like a... Yeah, fucking mouse is freaking out. Um, yeah, look at the, the one on Wikipedia where it looks like a kind of an alligator-y looking one. Oh, yeah. It looks like a very large water dog. Yeah. Did you see the one underneath it where it looks like a grotesque, like, it looks like Dr. Seuss drew something from the Cthulhu mythos? Here, let me send you that one. Yeah, this is why it's hard as hell to explain what the fuck this thing looks like. Because it's just whatever they want it to look like. Yeah. On the um, cryptid wiki, they've got different pictures of it. It's like a pit bull eating a guy. Oh, Don, it looks like your dog eating a guy. Oh, Rowdy would never eat a guy, not on purpose. He might. He might accidentally because he's kind of slow. That's true. He, uh, he, he might eat the mailman or the pizza man. 
Rowdy, stop. He's like, well, I don't even know what was happening. Why, why is this blood everywhere? Yeah, my dog's not bright. This is true. He seems sweet. He is. Once, once he gets to know you. He kind of growled at me a lot. I loves Rowdy, though. You do. Rowdy loves me. Yeah, he does. I was a little bit afraid of Rowdy. Yeah, it's it's good to be cautious around him until he decides that you're cool. Okay, here's one that looks like a saber-toothed tiger. Here's one that looks like a walrus fucked one of the critters from Critters. I found one I'm sending that looks like... Have you guys seen um, Tusk? The yes. Yeah, I think that's the one I was just looking at, too. Yep, yep. It looks like a creepy version of the Tusk makeup. That does look like that. The end of that movie is incredible. <laughs> when he sheds a single walrus tear to his lost humanity. Mostly the fight between him and the uh, <laughs> and Michael Parks. Michael Parks and him fighting in walrus gear to Fleetwood Mac Tusk is amazing. <laughs> it was completely ridiculous, that whole movie. It's a very silly movie. Yeah, that's what happens when Kevin Smith gets stoned and has enough money to not care. Yep. Like yeah, Australia, he doesn't give a shit. He should do that every time. That should be all of his movies. Well, you know, though, um, I, I also saw Yoga Hosers, and that was that was a film. Yeah, it was, it was a film. <laughs> and it's really nice that, that his daughter and her friend got to have a movie. That's pretty much why he did it. Yeah, and it's it's not good. <laughs> but it's fun, really weirdly fun to watch. It is. I, the, the, I'm not yoga hosers. I'm holding out for Moose Jaws if it ever comes out. Now he's he's starting principal on uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot before he ever does Moose Jaws. Which is yeah. I think I'm I'm looking forward to it. I like the idea of making the exact same movie just to take on reboots as a reboot. It's very the high concept. Venture Brothers just started. New season of Venture Brothers. And they do an episode that is Jaws. It's just Jaws. Fucking awesome. They have a dude hanging up on the dock. And <laughs> and they describe how he's not the thing that they think he is. And one guy goes, a what? Like, exactly like <laughs> I was crying laughing at how great it is. And there's Phantom Limb wearing the, the anchor ascot, exactly like the mayor. It's so... That's awesome. So great. Hey, Ibe. You want me, yes. to, you want me to play this Bunyip music video? Do you have a lead-in for this thing you sent me? Uh, no, I just shared that with you, but you can play it. It is... Apparently, there was a Australian children's movie called Dot and Roo about a little girl who gets lost in the outback and a kangaroo uh, takes her in and promises to keep her safe and get her home. And during the movie, it talks about different animals that they're going to encounter, one of which is the the uh, bunyip. Okay, so here's a sample of the bunyip from Dot and Roo.
the bunyip's very bad and the bunyip's very bold and they tell me that the bunyip's now a thousand years old <laughs> so in this video in this video it looks like a poorly animated sasquatch it's creepy it's it is it's super trippy but like as I'm the one who's watching it it it's a biped it's spotted it has no nose which doesn't match any of the admittedly disparate descriptions you've already given us no. and if I remember correctly in that video oh it turns into a bird Kind of made out of fire. A little bit, but he just turned into a bird and then tried to eat you. That you have in oh God. And this is a children's movie. This is worse than Pink Elephants on Parade. Yeah. I'm going to link to this. Oh, looks like he turns into a snaky thing. Yeah, I'm just fast forwarding now. I will link to this so you can see how fucking bizarre and creepy this shit is. Wow. I guess this is what the descendants of criminals show their kids for fun. Yeah. This and 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 uh Paul Hogan. So okay, so my real animal National Treasure never speak ill of Paul Hogan. Uh I don't believe I did. I just said his name. All right. Okay, just real get, animal. I'm warning you for the future. Okay. Wait. You just read that into it. See, there's what I said, and then there's what you heard. Hey, I'm just—it's just preemptive. I don't want you to get, you know, sanctioned by the government. Oh! <laughs> you gotta add that to the. Yeah, I really hope that becomes a permanent sound effect. We're okay. gonna replace the air horn with with the bunyip. Have that. Your index fingers on the air horn, and your middle fingers on the. Ooh. Oh. Oh! <laughs> okay, so I've tell us the name of your uh, of your creature, your real animal. Well, which is cooler than the bunyip is the diprotodon. It's been a while since we had an air horn. Yes. <laughs> The diprotodon is the. I think that's, that that was one of my ancestors. Yes, probably. Is so, it, is it a, a tetrapod? It was a pro, well. It was a protodon. There were protodon. two of it. Oh, I see. I see what you're doing. Yeah, it was a really bad joke. It's so bad you didn't even catch it. Getting more more uh, cladistic with you there than I was with the actual name of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Protodon. Yeah, I've got it because it's one of his nicknames for me is Mastodon. Because I have a master's degree. In what? Museum studies. In pretense. Yeah. I know. That. So die Protodon. Yeah, huh. tell us about it. Oh, it, it is the largest marsupial to have ever lived. Nice. Damn. They are they uh, lived on across the continent of Australia. They're basically a wombat the size of a rhinoceros. Shit. 
So it was just fucking huge wombats running around. And they, their skeletons, all the skeletons I can find look really like intimidating. Yeah. I'm looking at this thing. It looks like a, like a fucking cyclops with rat teeth. Yeah, but if you, like, look at one of the um, renderings of what they would have looked like in their environment, they're incredibly fucking adorable. (laughs) They look like giant teddy bears with long legs. Aww. If you go to their Wikipedia and go almost down to the end, the Diprotodon in, in environment... It does. It just looks like a big dopey bear. Yeah. It's just so cute. Oh, and here's one with the thylacine riding it like a horse. And it's part of the Australian megafauna extinction. Yes. So this thing must have pooped giant cubes. (laughs) Are there any lights from the species that are square? Enormous cubicle copper lights. I don't know. I did you turn that up in your research? I did not look into the proton shit. Is it a giant wombat? It looks like a giant wombat. Wombat. Yeah, it's a giant wombat. So it probably pooped squares. Cubes. Cubes. Yeah, not they were not two dimensional. That would hurt coming out. Rad if an animal pooped two dimensionally. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it would just, like, fall through. This one just poops a plane. It just is, <laughs> it yes. goes on and on. Wow. <laughs> this, one, this one poops two dimensions, but it's wrapped, curved around in on itself. It is, it is a cylinder, but there's nothing in the middle of it. It exists only in the two dimensions of the cylinder. Hold on this. It actually rotates down around itself, so it only has one side. It is a Mobius poop. I am looking at the 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 rendering of a thylacine attacking Diptrodon. No, it's just riding him around. Doesn't look like it's attacking it. No, it looks like he's just like go, my friend. Since since it's labeled restoration of a Dilo, whatever. Attacking Diprotodon. I'm pretty sure it's attacking. Yeah, but it's a bad restoration of an attack. Because it's, it's like, like it's like Gandalf on Shadowfax. Did Take, you zoom on this picture? Take it, you giant marsupial. Yeah. <laughs> Take it in your cube, pooping ass. Face. You love it. I'm right in your pouch. Uh. <laughs> your butthole's so square. So the diprotodon actually did coexist with humans. So some people think that the diprotodon was actually um, what people were referring to when they talked about the bunyip. Oh. Yeah, definitely. I can see where you would get an emu's head with a serrated beak on the body of uh, of an alligator out of this thing. I never said that it made sense. They're uh, fucking they're Australians, and I don't even try pretend <laughs> that I know what the fuck they're talking about. At the time. They just saw they just saw the thylacine riding it around and ran away screaming. Yeah. It looks as fuck. There's no way this thing is scary. No, like you could walk up to this thing and pet it and pet it and then just kill it, and it would be like, oh, I'm gonna call this a derpadon. 
Uh, but you know what? I bet it sounds like. Oh! Yeah, and you call that a fucking derpadon. Yeah. Oh! Oh! Now, I could definitely see the giant wombat sounding like this. Oh! Like, seriously. Oh! What's the second sound? This one. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> like when it was being attacked. <laughs> The thylacine's like, all right, motherfucker, you ready to go? And it's like... Gif, a gif of a thylacine attacking slash humping Dipododon, making that second sound. (laughs) Well, uh... It looks like... It looks like there's an image credit from the person that made the thylacine image. we We can get in contact with him. He's Russian. Maybe he speaks English. Oh, good. I'm sure a Russian could handle that for us. Yeah, you could just put that together and then tweet it at us from a MAGA account. Yeah, make sure you give him as much information as possible. Yeah, everything he needs. Whatever he needs to make this come to life, he has it. Mother's maiden name, social security number. Yeah. Exactly, that's what I Street I grew up on. Tell him about that Nigerian dude you know. Yeah, that guy was pretty cool. I mean, he didn't get the money to me, but I understand. Yeah. He did seem cool. Yeah, I mean, he seemed like a good dude. It just, it fell through. You know, Western Union just, it was going to come to his city, and then it didn't, and I can't blame him. The dude saw all of The Wire, too? This guy seems pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a prince, so... Of course. He's a prince if you were a liar. else? Oh, shit. Die he probably has Amazon Prime and saw that Pope Lick monster movie, too. Oh, yeah, I bet he did see that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have everyone watch that now. Diprotodon means two forward teeth. Like we were talking an uh, episode or two ago about how things that sound impressive just mean dumb things. Mm-hmm. There's one, and and like rhinoceros means nose horn. That's just accurate. Well, yeah, but it's just like okay. You had nothing better. We're going to call it the nose horn, but let's say it in Latin so it just doesn't sound so lame. That's why we have Latin. (laughs) To make lame shit sound cool? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Hippopotamus means river horse. So I don't know how that sounded to you listeners, but to me, that sounded terrible. Ibe, did you hear a word he just said? Yeah, that sounded kind of like I was being come on to by a really poorly programmed robot. Yeah, you need to have a talk to Russell about his internet connection. I'm hearing too. Yeah, I didn't hear that either. Hello? You know what? I'm just going to call it. Hello? Blake, Blake sounds like he's talking through a vocoder. That's what you guys sound like. Yeah. Cool. So that's just that's just him then. So uh okay. one more fun fact. William Buckley, the first person to describe the bunyip. Founder of the National Review, noted conservative writer. Yes, died after falling off of a horse drawn cart. Cool. So not that smart. No, definitely not. All right, Blake, you sound like a robot, so shut the fuck up. Ibe, any last words? No. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I hear you on podcast. 
Everybody, once again, thank you for listening. Um, and, you know, the things that I say every week about looking us up on iTunes and giving us a review and, and a, a fucking subscribe, whatever. Oh, you know what the fuck I'm going to say. You've heard it before and you probably don't care. Um, contact us at hiddenzoo69 at gmail.com. Uh, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Hidden Zoo. Tweet at us, book at us, uh, and just let us know that uh, you exist and that you think we're all right. And, you know, tell, tell your friends about us too because uh, then they can listen to Ro- uh, Blake sounding like a robot. Um, bye. Why not? So, yeah, I found okay. a documentary about them. Our second season, as you would expect, does an awesome Australian accent, but it's oh, sounds- oh, yep. oh. Does it? Is that, does he sound like that? Australia, but its most famous inhabitant. Its most famous inhabitant is video. Tim, the Yowie Man. Famous inhabitant. It's a fucking bunny yip. It's famous. He looks like a low rent. Um, God, the fuck was his name? Steve Irwin. He probably is. That's exact. He's he's Steve Irwin's non-union Mexican equivalent. He's a low rent Steve Irwin wearing the sorting hat from Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, I'm a Slytherin because I like snakes. Yeah, that tracks. Roaring bunny hip. <laughs> okay. Now, did you just send us the video? Oh, here it goes. Okay. Just wearing me suspenders. Got a heat. <laughs> oh, we got some cool music. In Australia. But its most famous inhabitant is a right. creature which lets out a loud roar. I'm the Yowie Man. Some say it is the cry of the legendary bunyip of Australian myth and folklore. Some say this hat was handed down to me from my father. But I say I just took a shit in it once because I was in the bush and couldn't find a toilet. That's right. All the, the local airbows were it's looking at me. It's reported to be so loud that it once knocked bottles off the top shelf in this pub. Oh, Ibe, you didn't give us the whole story. It's not that it knocks bottles off the top shelf. It's that one time it knocked a bottle off the top shelf. By being so loud. Boy. To the, uh, the main lake area. Uh, they were saying that was, uh, that was uh, part of uh, the Bunyip's doing. Whatever. Uh, on a yearly basis, and when it started, you would hear it. Oh, probably four, three or four times a day for could be a week, fortnight, something like that. What does the what does the bunyip roar actually sound like? C- can you give me a demo? Oh, oh! <laughs> so yeah, that old man just came in his pants. <laughs> it sounds kind of like the a... second guy because he's talking electric wheelchair <clears throat> down the uh, bunyip. What does the bunyip sound like?
Go. Oh, I fast forwarded to a point where he's in night vision. You know this shit's going to get serious now. Or perhaps just a figment of our imagination. A bedtime story, perhaps, like the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. Children away from swamps late at night. Where the Boogeyman. But absence of evidence isn't necessarily evidence of absence. Oh, there it is. The swamp is home to many weird and wonderful creatures. Take, for example, the giant dragonfly, the Petula gigantea, which was discovered here just a few years ago. Oh boy, there was a thing in prehistoric times that was weird. There go, this thing exists, and it goes. Yeah, at seven minutes, he poorly falls onto the front legs of a cow. Where? Wait, wait. Here's yeah. seven minutes in. This time it's asking a question. <laughs> and when approached, it plunged into the swamp's murky depths, leaving the men and their dogs. Oh boy, that was a somewhat cow, confused like, as to what they'd seen. That's like they, they tossed Terry Gilliam two dollars and said, Here, animate this cow. <laughs> okay, here's the wheelchair guy. Start researching into things like this. 